بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم this is wednesday the 27th of april 2022 and this is broadcast number 305 in our series reflections on the holy quran we are looking at the use of the words in the second chapter of the holy quran al baqara verse 99 and uh, this is the second broadcast this is part 2 of considering the words of al baqara just to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are uh, brought to you by uh, <coughs> the lahore ahmadiya jamaat and uh, this was founded by hazrat mirza gulam ahmed of uh, qadiyan hazrat mirza gulam ahmed sahib rahmatullah alayhi taught us that although other people believe in the coming of a prophet after the holy prophet muhammad this is incorrect because the holy quran says that the holy prophet was the seal of the prophets and the holy prophet himself explained this expression by saying that there is no prophet after me so no one will now no prophet will now come neither an old one nor a new one as the bisa ulama ahmed further explained that he was a reformer but one for whom the holy prophet muhammad had used the titles messiah and mahdi because of the work entrusted to him and um, he further went on to teach that although those who recite the kalima or muslims are hasty in calling each other kafirs this is against the teachings of the holy prophet muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam who said that if one reciter of the kalima says to another reciter of the kalima that you are not a muslim you are a heretic then it is the person saying it who is the heretic further hazrat mirza ulama ahmed sahib rahmatullah alaihi taught that uh, other people believe that some prophetic revelation has been missed out from the holy quran this is incorrect because in the holy quran god says i revealed it that is the holy quran and i shall protect it 
So if God is protecting the Holy Quran, the prophetic revelation sent to the Holy Prophet Muhammad, then how can anything be missing from it? How can anything be deleted from it? And Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmad Sahib also taught that jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad, as defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad, while returning from fighting, the Holy Prophet has been reported as saying that Muslims are returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad. And then he went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs, a struggle with your own desires, with your own self, with your own soul to attain by any means possible benefits in this world. That is a much harder jihad than fighting the enemy with the sword. But of course, uh, uh, it is obvious, and Nazrasa pointed this out, that uh, if um, um, <clears throat> there is a need to take up the sword, to defend Islam, to defend Muslims, then you do so. But not to preach or propagate Islam. Let us now go to the Holy Quran. And as I said, we are looking at uh, um, chapter 2, Al-Baqarah, verse 99, which says, A'uzu billahi rajim Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Walaqad Anzalna Ilayka Ayatim Bayinat Wamayak Furubiha Illal Fasihun and indeed, we revealed to you clear messages and none disbelieve in them except the transgressors. Yesterday, we looked at the words um, <coughs> and today we look at so, the first word, uh, <clears throat> which consists of two segments or two words joined together, is easy to explain because it is, its root is Hamza La Ya or Hamza Lam Ya. And uh, <clears throat> this preposition occurs in the Holy Quran 742 times. 
and uh, it means towards to until for example it says walazina yu'minuna bima unzila ilaik to you or with wa iza khalo ila yashayatinihim with you so to you with you for you towards you and so on it wherever it occurs it means one of these <clears throat> let us now go to the next word which is oh yeah and uh, this has <clears throat> it's a triliteral root is hamza ya ya and uh, it occurs in the holy quran 382 times a lot of the time uh, is meaning the verse of the quran but it means more than that it means basically the basic meaning is sign but in some places it's translated as verses of the holy quran our verses your verses and so on but the basic meaning is a sign that points towards something a visible sign pointing towards something that is invisible that you can't see so <clears throat> and ayatun uh, that is the physical sign that you can see and it as i said this can be like the um, the boards the direction boards on motorways and roads you're going along and the the sign says 70 miles an hour then it says 60 miles an hour then it says 50 miles an hour this sign is giving you some information and of course there are directional signs if you want you come to go for and this used to happen in the desert actually that uh, you'll be going along and the path will part and the arabs used to put some stones to indicate which city was in which direction you know you come to a fork and there'll be some stones there that they'd been placed um, you know i don't know one pointing towards mecca the other one pointing towards taif or something 
and in fact this uh, applies to everything that you can see but it points to something that you can't see but uh, if a person follows what he can see if he understands what he can see then from that he can get some information some understanding of the things that he cannot see so you know these days you are driving along and uh, you see a sign you know it says london this direction reading that direction now you can't see them but if you follow the instructions given given in given in those signs then you know you'll get to your destination whether it is london or it is reading or whatever it is and that's an important point because uh, um in a moment i'll explain why but verses of the holy quran in english we say verses of the holy quran but in arabic we say ayatullah god's signs now the thing is this you see we understand and judge things by our own experience you know things which are in in uh, within our experience we use them to judge new things things we don't know but if something is outside our experience then we have very um we have a very difficult time trying to understand and it's like you know this endless debate about uh, afterlife what is afterlife what's going to happen in the next life and the holy quran has tried to help by giving some indication by showing some signs in terms of what we experience in this life you know, it talks about you know fruits and companions and and and, and so on. and people have made out you know lo- lots of sort of romantic and 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 uh, sensual uh, things out of that none of that is in the holy quran all it's trying to do is to try and say that you know these things that you have experienced what will happen in the next life is going to be similar to that but interestingly it's not only the verses of the holy quran which are called ayat god says that uh, every thing in the universe the whole creation are his signs they point towards the creator and all we have to do is to follow those signs whether it is your body whether it is your dna whether it is your genes or whether it is you know uh, your cat or your dog uh, or the uh, the mango tree you planted or the rose bush whatever it is 
small things, honeybee, spider, they're all signs of a creator. And if we study them and reflect upon them and think about them, then we will get some understanding of what our Creator is. And uh, it's interesting to, to, to think that although no one, certainly not in the Urdu-speaking word, realizes this, but uh, Hazrat Salih, the Prophet, he said to his people that, you know, there is a sign that will show me whether you obey God or you don't. And uh, what I'm going to do is, I'm going to leave my she-camel free to roam. And if you let, let her drink water when it's her turn, then that will be a sign that you are an obedient people. But if you try to, uh, if you try and stop it, then that is. So, Hazrat Salih Salam's she camel is called a sign of God, and this is mentioned in the Holy Quran, chapter seven, verse seventy-three. This. She camel is a sign for you because that pointed towards God, his existence, his nature, what he wants us to do. In the same way, Noah's boat, Hazrat his boat. That is also called a sign for the, for the whole universe. Why? Because it was a sign that uh, the people, the nation, the tribe, which obeys Allah, is safe. In that case, literally, they were safe from dying, from death. But that safety can mean many things. Safe from uh, spiritual ailments. Safe from hell. Etc. So the world was basically divided into two. Those who obeyed God and got into the ship and those who disobeyed God and said to Noah, you crazy man, go away. And there was a sign for people who came after that, look, this is what happens to those who are disobedient 
to Allah's commands. And in fact, the arguments, the reasoning, you know, the Holy Quran says that the universe is littered with things that point to his existence. Variation of night and day and so on, everything that uh, we have is a sign of God. But as I said, you see, what it needs is for people to stop and think and reflect. And the Holy Quran says this over and over again, why don't they think, why don't they reflect? Because without reflection, you are not going to get guided. And in fact, as we saw yesterday, if you don't think upon things, you can be misguided. How? Yesterday we spoke about uh, uh, the word Nazala and when applied to the Holy Prophet Jesus, Hazrat Isa this word which means sent, people usually take to mean literally sent from heavens. Yaznazul means making someone go from a higher place to a lower place. And that one meaning is applied everywhere without thinking. Without thinking. Jesus, oh yes, he will bodily descend because the word Nazul is used about him. But then as I pointed out yesterday, the same word is used about iron. And the Holy Quran says, you know, iron comes from heavens. Our clothing, the Holy Quran says, comes from he heavens. So what does that mean? That these things physically come down from heaven? That will be nonsense. And we know we dig up from the ground. It doesn't fall out of the skies, you know, not like rain. And this is why you need to think about signs of God. This is why you need to reflect upon the signs, the verses, the ayahs of the Holy Quran to try and get the correct meaning, the correct understanding. Of course, in the final analysis, it's only God who knows what the uh, uh, correct meaning is. All we can do is follow his guidance, follow his instructions, 
which are, you know, reflect, think, consider. And in doing that, that doesn't just mean the Holy Quran. It means everything about everything in the universe. Think about, you know, why does a honeybee behave in the way it does? Think about why does mango tree gives mangoes? What qualities it has? What is its DNA? What are its genes that make it produce mangoes rather than anything else? And when you think deeply about these things, they will lead you to understand and get some feeling for our Creator. So with that, I take my leave of you. And inshallah, we will meet again tomorrow at the same time. And I pray that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah keep the whole of humanity under his protection, safe and sound. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz and goodbye.